Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rome If You Got Him. I'm Carl, as usual, joined here with Dakota. Hey, guys. How you doing? And today we are going to take a look at these Targaryen spoilers that we've been given thus far. Now, quick disclaimer before we get started here. We're pretty sure these are real. The largest contributing factor to having any doubts is because looking at the card, some of the imagery, um, like where the where it says, you know, infantry attachment, cav, you know, whatever, that part seems to be wrong from like from the things that the developers have posted to what we're seeing on these cards and kind of i kind of hope that these are like an alpha version or something and not that all the heroes cards got printed with the wrong image on them that would be kind of upsetting mm -hmm. um but we're gonna these sound like they're coming from a good source so we're gonna go forth and pretend that they're everything we're seeing is 100 percent the plan yeah yeah so we're just gonna go through them one by one here um i would personally i would say i'm a little bit more skeptical on them just because all, a lot of the art's wrong but these they don't seem unrealistic it doesn't seem yeah i haven't seen anything out of this where it's like oh that is a completely unrealistic thing that they're now putting into the game um so that that's the one thing for me that's keeping me on board with it. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't have to redo this episode with all the correct information here in a month. But right, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so um, we're going to start out. We're going to do um, attachment versions. Then we're going to go through the NCU's, and then we're going to go into the three commander versions that have been spoiled for us. Yes. Um, all right. So the first attachment uh, that we have here is Grey Worm freed by the dragon. Um, he has an order martial training. He has the ability Combat Master, and he is going to be coming in at two points um, for a two-point attachment. Yep, so martial training, we've, we've seen this quite a few times. Uh, when this unit makes a melee attack after attack to Israel, the defender becomes vulnerable. And then the Combat Master, which, um, like, 99, yeah, this is new. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. The unit may always reroll its melee attack dice. It may never become weakened. Yeah, that's, I, th I think... Good. That's really good. Um, Especially if you get like a late round charge in and you have initiative next round. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be engaged. You're yeah, absolutely. Pretty sure you're not going to take an attack in the meantime. Mm -hmm. I like him. What would you put him in though? I, I kind of don't think you put him in Unsullied. I think you're just kind of doubling down on stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. In my you're, opinion. You're wasting that may never become weakened. Yep. And theoretically, you're not going to have that many dice. Right, you're hitting on yeah. twos. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you could this you is could probably more lined up for a unit coming down the line. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm assuming Unsullied Pikemen are also going to hit on twos. It really only makes sense for the, you know, best fighters in the world to hit on twos, regardless right, yeah. of whether they're using sword or spear or whatever. Yep. So. Um, you know, depends on what what other Targaryen unit they bring to the table that only hit on, you know, threes or if I don't think they'll have anything that won't hit on a four. But we'll see. Once the Golden Company, I'm hoping the Golden Company meshes really well with Targaryens because they need something with a little bit of stay, and those dudes were mm -hmm. kind of heavy armor. Shield. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think 
I think he'll be good and whatever doesn't hit on two plus. I mean, he obviously it's not a precision in like the sword masters or whatever the pikemen would be doing, mm-hmm. but but uh, pretty good though. I mean, that weekend, yeah, definitely getting wasted if you put him in sword masters. Yeah. Um. All right, so that is Grey Worm freed by the dragon. His attachment version. So the next one we have here is Belwaz, the veteran pit fighter. So I think he probably has one of the coolest abilities out of almost any of the attachments in the game. Um, I think his is pretty cool. So his battle scars. Um, when this unit is attacked after attack has been completed, um, place one order token on this card. Um, this unit gains bonuses based on the number of order tokens. Um, and these effects are accumulated. So if you have two order tokens, this unit's melee attacks gain vicious. Three order tokens, this unit's melee attacks gain sundering. And then on four plus, this unit's melee attacks always roll 10 attack dice and cannot be affected by weakened tokens. Yeah, that, um, once again, that cannot be affected by weakened tokens points to us getting a Targaryen unit that can take tokens. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I'm assuming maybe the pikemen will be able to take tokens or something. We'll see. Um, once again, not a great place to put him right now. Obviously, we only have like the one Targ infantry, and then there are some neutral options, but neutrals die really, really fast. So to be able to get four attacks, like to get a unit through four attacks is going to be super difficult. Getting a neutral unit through two attacks is difficult, so... Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I think this is really cool just for how unique it is, but mm-hmm. the um, the amount of attacks that a unit has to get through, I think really the like a cavalry option can get through that many just because you can hit and run and like get in and out and it's I feel like it's a little bit more feasible for a cavalry and like yes, they can be deleted pretty. I mean, they don't have the Targaryen cav isn't great. Not that he can go into a cav unit. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the ability. Um, but putting him in like the Unsullied Swordmasters, I think might be the only spot right now just because you're going to invest to keep those guys alive, even right. if it's their heels or whatever. But they're saving on a four, so it's not like they're saving and on anything spectacular. Your opponent's really going to invest to kill those guys. Yeah, so and yeah. It's likely that as long as you can keep them alive, they will see four attacks in a game. If, if they may, Yeah, if you can keep them alive and they can make it through, they will see definitely four attacks. But they're, you know, they're seeing, after three attacks, they're seeing some good stuff here always rolling mm-hmm. 10 dice it's like well yeah but if not they're just rolling seven six whatever and they still mm-hmm. can't be affected by weakened tokens but being able to throw vicious and sundering on them uh what is this dude running one point two points two points yeah he's running for two points um maybe maybe i think we're definitely I think a lot of this Heroes box is looking at things down the line before they really mm-hmm. come into their own. Yeah, I... Um, kind of like Stire, mm-hmm. like his commander version. Before we had things like uh, skin changers and thens and stuff, you're looking at them like, uh, this guy's not really useful. And then give them a while to develop. So I think someone like Belwas is, he's really looking to the future for this faction. 
Yeah, I, I don't think I think his cost is probably right on point too. I mean, just looking at like other factions or whatever, try not to compare him too much. But even if you're only getting vicious um for two points, that's pretty good. Um yep. and then get sundering. So vicious sundering for two points, even if you're not getting that forward, that's pretty good. Cause I know um like Andrew Estremont that just came out in the Baratheon box, he gives critical blow, but it costs him two points. So he's only giving you like I think critical blow is probably better, but he's only getting one thing for the two points. Right. Um, and you can add, I mean the Targaryens, they can add critical blow through a bunch of different cards now. So uh but yeah, no, I, I like him. Um this yeah. is for okay, for me, this is the one card that would kind of sets off the are these real or aren't these real? Because I um just to kind of touch on this again real quick. The developers have put out a version of him that do have all the correct symbols on them. Yeah, this one that we're looking at now does have a cavalry symbol on the battle scar side, which yeah, is a little so. weird. So this is the one that's like got me the most like, eh, are these like a pre-alpha? Are they what are they type of deal? Right. Yeah, um, this that that's the number one thing with these guys that causes concern with me. Same thing with the Grey Worm Commander, which we'll get to here in a few. He's got that same issue. We've we've seen an official version of him put out by developers, and then we see this card version leaked, and it doesn't have the same symbol on the front side of the card. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, if this like snuck through development, it's it's kind of upsetting. Yeah. Um. It's it's not a big deal. It really doesn't have a big effect. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's not a big deal, but it's definitely just like. Yeah, I don't know. It takes away yeah, a little bit. You're like, yeah, man, this card's wrong. It's almost like when they like a card gets updated, and you're like, well, this isn't right, but I still right. have it. Right. Um, okay. Um, all right. So the next thing um, that we see, oh, we'll, we'll skip him. The next one. Okay. So the next one is actually Jormont Mormont the Andal. Yes. Um, he is an attachment that'll be coming in at one point. And he will have the order stubborn tenacity. So when this unit passes a morale test, when enemy engaged with this unit suffers D3 wounds. Um, um, I really like him in Unsullied. This is probably the, out of everything we've seen so far, the Unsullied captain, all that. This is probably my favorite attachment for them <laughs> thus far. Because when you attack with the Unsullied, you know, it, you're trying to one shot units or at least come very very close and this might get you just over that hump so if they attack you they're probably gonna take some wounds you're probably gonna pass your panic test Mm -hmm. and then this might be that last wound or two to get that unit that attacked you off the table so there's only one point it puts them up to 10 you you look within the faction you're like okay these guys at 10 vets at 10 um yeah but the the targaryen faction isn't really built to compare units within itself right yeah because yeah. you need infantry for things like holding objectives and things because the cav are very difficult to use in like a game of thrones and things where you're like oh look i just engaged you and i'm immediately down a rank yep yep so i i like him yeah i do too i think for one point even i i he like theoretically i think could cost two points but just that he's one point i think makes him really good um because you can throw him in yeah you're putting your unsullied up to 10 points but now they're gonna pass morale tests they're gonna pass you know the panic test and now they're just putting wounds able to put wounds back onto a unit that attacks them yeah uh, 
so I think that's really good. That'll help them survive because, you know, they get charged even if they go down to that middle rank. Well, they're going to put theoretically, you know, two wounds onto that and then they can reattack. So they don't need to hit 12 times. They only need to hit, you know, at least 10. Yeah. Um, so this his next version is the, oh, what's that say? Oh, the uh, pen, what is it? Pa- patient Betrayer. Yes. So this one also cost one point. It's kind of hard to see in the image that we're looking at, yes. but it does look like it costs one point. Yeah, I just tried like super zoom in on it, and I'm pretty sure it's one point. Yep. So this is one of those you put two attachments in one unit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If another attachment in this unit would be destroyed instead, you may place that attachment in a friendly combat unit of its type within long range. Um, so does that mean that this attachment has to stay alive? Um, I would say it doesn't really yeah. have a trigger. It just says that it's attached. So I'm thinking like your unit could die and you could still move that attachment, right? Um, I don't know that for sure. I would just say, I would think it would go along the same lines as like, uh, uh, what's his face. I just forgot his name. Jack and Hagar where if he dies before you use him, you lose him. Um, so I would think that. Um, so I don't know. The one thing that I would like to throw in this, like, yes, it does say bodyguard, but does it say um, who, what unit do you put him in? Do you put him in your, your unit or your opponent's unit? Because I can't actually see this on the front of the card well. It's very blurry. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, obviously, it says bodyguard, so I would think he'd go in your own unit, but it doesn't really say. No, yeah, he'd what? definitely go in your unit. You wouldn't want your opponent to be able to move an attachment out. I'm just thinking, like, right. okay, let's say I put him in Unsullied, and I put the captain in Unsullied. Do I have to go down to one model left, just Jorah Mormont, to move that captain? Or can that unit be destroyed, and then I can take that captain and place him in a different unit? Uh, actually, no. Okay, so just reading it. So this, if another attachment in this unit would be destroyed instead. So if Jorah was like the last uh, last model, mm-hmm. and your unsullied officer got destroyed, I feel like you can move your unsullied officer. But what if they both die? Like, what if? Okay, the unit's destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, instead, you may. Let's say I have. Just yeah, I think you guys could left. Yeah, I think and you I can take move two them. wounds. Okay, well that. Yeah. You know, that's a nice... I, I agree. I think that's definitely the intended thing here. Because mm-hmm. it's way too hard to spend a point on being like, all right, I'm going to get this unit down to one model left. Like, Right. Come on. You don't have that kind of control. So if you run double Unsullied and you want to bring one captain, you bring Jorah Morma in that unit as insurance, and then that's your unit that, you know, really goes out there and starts the fights and everything. Okay, so they die. Well, then you just pass that captain to the other mm-hmm. unit of Unsullied, and there you go. You've really only lost 10 points instead of 13 or 12, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think there might be some more with him, maybe some other attachments that we might see also. Not just that 3.1. Like, that's the, the most expensive that we've seen. So it, it makes sense. Um, 
but no, yeah, his is, I mean, it's pretty nice. Just move it within long range. A little bit of like the, uh, um, oh, uh, Asha. Yeah. yeah, Asha with Run Child. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if I'm spending one point and I want, I don't want my Unsullied to die, I'm really spending one to save three. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, yeah, absolutely. Would you rather take the Andal and, Instead, do D three wounds two or three times. Mm, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's kind of why I think there might be some more with him being this patient bodyguard, and that's also why I'm kind of maybe thinking if you put him into his just his name kind of keeps me off where it's patient betrayer. If you put him into an opponent's thing, because you, it says move it to a friendly unit. So if you put him in my unit. And then you kill my attachment. You can move that attachment to your unit, almost Another like a take. Attachment in this unit would be destroyed. Instead, you may place that attachment in a friendly combat unit. Yeah, but when I put him in your unit, he becomes yours. If you like read Jockin, uh, let me pull him up real quick. Jockin's two point. This model is always the last model destroyed from your unit. When this unit is destroyed, your opponent may kill one of your friendly attachments or NCUs. So. Jockin, you're the Stark player. Oh, okay, yeah, I see what you're Whatever. Yeah. Jockin is my attachment. Okay, now. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. if I give him to you, he's your attachment now, and then Correct. your okay. friendly unit. That makes that does make sense. Sorry. So, sorry, I'm just spitballing here. Not, yeah, no, 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 because no. that betrayer does kind that, of lead you to think that it's almost like a uh, take the black attachment. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of the way I read it. Like just the name too, because it's like, well, why would he be a betrayer if he's saving? Right. An attachment that's kind of a weird name uh all right yeah interesting um okay so moving on so those are the attachments that we have um just to reiterate though the one thing with them all is they all do have the cavalry logo on the one side right so we're we're not basically 99.9 percent sure is incorrect yeah like at Mm -hmm. the very least that is incorrect Mm -hmm. yeah now how much of the rest of these cards is correct that's that's what we don't know. So right. next we'll come to, we got some, we got three NCUs here. One of which is this one's out. It's been confirmed. Uh, Barrison Selmy, advisor to the dragon. He has an influence ability while influencing unit. When that unit is targeted by an enemy ability or tactics card, you may remove this card from that unit to cancel the effect of that ability or tactics card. So... If I'm Targaryen and you're Baratheon, I can influence your Baratheon unit and then you can't play ours is the Fury or something along those lines. Well, you yep. can play it, but I can pull Barristan and we discard it and it never happened. Yep, basically, yep. Or I can Barristan my own unit and you play a... Um, oh, I can play like Stag's Resilience. Um Oh no, that would target my unit, and then you. Yeah, uh, I was thinking of the Lannister card minus yeah, the, one like, panic test. Yeah, the blah, blah. hear me roar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there we go. Um, I pull Barristan. Hear me roar doesn't go off. So yeah. a lot of versatility here. He's four points. Um. You know, and really, your opponent will likely. Well, it depends. If you get him down a few units, like. It, they don't have a lot of options for where they're going to play their cards. Yeah. So as you start to outnumber your opponent, yes, Barristan, mm-hmm. 
when you can predict their moves better, Barristan has more of an influence. Yeah, absolutely. More of an impact, I should say. Yeah. So what, once early game, your opponent can probably just work around him. Yeah. Which even at that case, you start to you might put on just your unit and then be like, all right, I'm not going to wall afraid this that unit that I got. Right. Or you think, yeah, I really like him as um, going up against um, Brathian because if I think you want to counter charge, I can do, I can put him on the unit I think you want to counter charge with. If you want to, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I'm not getting you to expend these cards, but I'm at least getting you, you're just going to hold on to them for later. If Barristan's yeah. on the unit, you're like, well, I'm not going to play this just here at a Barristan. Right. Oh. Uh yeah um no i think he's pretty good i think we've discussed him before too even a little bit um, okay but yeah no it's it's really good it's just kind of like a almost like a card defender um type of deal for your yeah. unit yep all right let's do um zaro next yep. and then we'll do pirate pirate because he comes with some new stuff sure that works all right, so Zaro Zoan Daxas. I probably just mispronounced all that. Still. All right, so he is the Merchant Prince of... He's the Merchant Prince of Karth. He's an NCU, so um, Wealth of the 13. Basically, he's got an influence. Um, when this unit claims a tactic zone, um, attaches card to a combat unit um, until the end of the round. Um, when influencing a unit each time that... Th that unit is attacked automatically block one hit if you control the well zone automatic automatically block d3 hits instead uh i like him he also yeah. comes in at four points um i do believe yeah he's a four pointer that's i think that's pretty good i mean you basically have a um like a like the wealth and cunning like the defensive side always on a unit once you uh get them in there and i think that just adds to the survivability yep of your um, units. I mean, it's straightforward. Yeah, if you have a unit of Unsullied with the captain, and you, you're trying to get these guys engaged so that you can trigger that captain and stuff, yeah, you're going to bring Zaro, you're going to put him on that Unsullied just to mm -hmm. give him a little bit of survivability. You're going to try to grab that Wealth Zone because yep. hopefully D3 ends up being much better than one for you. And Right. Yeah, I like him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, uh, four points which I think you can make it work, work, but if you're like, all right, I'm running a, a really elite list, I, there, you know, you can get him in there and be like, I can at least not get beat up a lot, mm -hmm. you know, on that one unit that you got to keep alive. Um, so no, I do think that's really, really yep. good. Okay, so next we have Pyat Pre, Warlock of Karth, bringing a whole new mechanic to the game. So he's an NCU that comes with his own spot for the tactic zone it's an additional card you'll put it next to the tactic zone now the tactics board or card put it next to the tactics board the tactics board now has six spots on it um the spot he brings the house of the undying basically when you claim it you roll a die a one your opponent discards their hand of tactics cards then they may place up to two condition tokens on one of your combat units that's uh, a lot of uh, get to give there mm -hmm. and, and maybe no get. I mean, if your opponent has played all their cards this round or something, you could just be letting your opponent place two tactic or uh, condition tokens. Yeah. Um, 
That's on a one. A two through a five, your opponent discards the top two cards of their tactics deck. So they're never even going to see these cards. Tactics deck right in the discard pile. Two cards, that's 10%. Yep. That, that's real nice. Um, you roll a six, search your tactics deck for any one tactics card and place it in your hand, then shuffle your deck. You must you must then roll again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we get into this, Pyat Pre, when he claims the House of the Undying, you may add plus one to the die roll for its effect. So if, if you roll and you get a one, you can take the one if your opponent has a lot of cards. Mm-hmm. Or you can be like, nope, I'm just going to take the two. And then you're just going to discard the top two cards. This also gives you a 33% chance of search your tactics deck for any one card, put in your hand, then shuffle again, and then roll again. So, you know, we're going to see this go off where someone's going to roll five, six, five, draw any three cards they want, and then they're going to draw... And then they're going to roll a one on the next one, make you ditch your cards, and then you get to place two condition tokens. And it's, you know, it's it's going to be fun to watch. I really like the mechanic of adding a tactic zone, and I like his ability of, like, he has a little bit of extra control over that zone versus if you take it with anyone else or if your opponent takes it. Yeah, he has a little extra control. The thing with... My the one thing that like I really like him. I think it's cool adding this tactic zone. It's super cool mechanic that they're throwing in. But as a Targaryen player, do you want to spend four points where I have a zone to claim also now? Because he is four points, so he's mm-hmm. not a cheap NCU. Like I was thinking he might be like two or three points, you know, just right. on the low end, just because his card isn't really that great, except you get a little bit of benefit from that one zone. But I can still basically claim that zone too and do theoretically all the same stuff just a little bit worse chances well it's i mean on average on average i'm basically gonna make you discard your top two cards yes um it's not just what the zone does but within targaryens in a three ncu meta it gives me one more place to be able to trigger illyrio right Mm -hmm. so Unless you're bringing four NCUs to the game, it at least guarantees me like you because you usually save Illyrio for later in the round. Mm-hmm. It guarantees me that I'm gonna have a home to put him. Right. Every single. So do you, know, you, do you think? Time. Or even if you only bring two, if you only brought Pyat and Illyrio, you're kind of putting a lot of eggs in one basket here just to make sure you get Illyrio off. But now, if your opponent, even if they bring four. You're like, yeah, well, I guarantee that I'm getting Illyrio off when I want to get him off. Right, so, you know. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, the one thing, too, though, is so would you, as a Targaryen player now, start to bring three NCUs with him? I think so. I, you know, I don't like the three NCU meta, but unfortunately, it's a necessary evil right now. Yep. And this kind of throws a wrench in that. Yeah, I, I think I'm I've... a big fan of. I think I have definitely gone into the three NCU now. Like I've been playing most of my games recently with it and mm-hmm. it's been working pretty well. I'm not talking about that, but I honestly, the value of this zone, I see that this zone that you're bringing is as valuable, almost like the tactic zone. So you, I mean, you put this out there. If you go first and you take that tactic zone, well, I'm just going to take this one next. Like, I mean, that that's how I see it. Maybe. 
Or if you take this one, I'm gonna take the tactic zone and um I feel like there's just just having that tactic zone where it is drawing cards kind of counterplays a, a hair. And then if you don't take it, I will take it type of deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going away from the zones that I do need. But sometimes it's like, eh, I don't I don't care about the zones I need. Like I don't I like with Baratheons, I never really go for the crown zone because I don't think like their effects are that great on their cards. I mean, there are some good effects, but it's like, yeah. So what, and then you also have the option of using Baelish to try to double tap this zone. But it's like, if I have Baelish and Pyat Pre, I'm going to put Baelish on the crown. Mm-hmm. Do the House of Undying. And then leave the tactic zone open. So then you're either going to take the tactic zone or house of undying and but i don't i don't know yeah like that that's where it comes in because it's like all right well i'll hit this i theoretically could draw cards mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna make you get rid of two cards and then you're gonna go and draw two cards which is cool i mean but you basically just lost out on two of your own cards yeah well i mean we'll see how detrimental it is losing those two cards yeah yeah i i don't know thing is like i don't think you'd want to bring him if you like you wouldn't want him in your list if you're playing like a Tyrion list because Tyrion, he only needs to if he gets i forget what the card card is where he can basically like put the card at the bottom of his tactics deck and then draw something from his uh discard pile like you're not going to want to do that because you're basically just like letting him get his cards in his hands unless you can hit some ones and you can get him to discard those cards right yeah i mean i feel like i would be just helping you like well no because even a two through a five you can make him discard them top two cards and one of them cards could go to the discard pile oh yeah true yeah you're so right. really, yeah. One, i mean it would be through, yeah i guess you're right it would be five tough. like one th- i mean one through four yeah like, one through four i might yeah. get to make you throw away the cards that you want anyways true you're right it wasn't. I didn't, didn't think about that as much. I, yeah, we'll I mean, see. We'll, we'll see how big of an effect this has on the game, making people throw cards away. Like if if you get it somehow to where you get your opponent th- to throw away eight cards in a game, like it's gonna be like, man, you know, it's it's gonna be worse than never getting to draw cards, watching all your cards just go to your discard pile. Right. Yep. Yeah. And as as a Targaryen player. If I like wanted to stay away from you until like round three, maybe round four, see how many of your cards I can discard before we start fighting and how many cards I can get in my hand. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that too goes into it too, is if I'm taking that zone too. So, right. I mean, we can both be doing it. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we've oh, we've already talked about Grey Wind, pretty much in depth. We went over his commander, his tactics cards, and things, all that good stuff, uh, in the last episode. Yes. So you go with skipping him. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So then next we have Barristan the Bold. All right. So Barristan the Bold commander version. Um, his uh, commander attachment, he has the order Indomitable. Um, when this unit passes a morale test, this unit may restore D3 wounds. Um, pretty good. Straightforward. Keeping yep. stuff alive. Yep. Um, 
so yeah, this one he also has like the cavalry thing on his commander card. So no clue if this guy's an infantry attachment or a commander attachment. I mean, I would think infantry, um, and that the cavalry thing's a mistake. Uh, but we'll keep going on there. Um, so then his next thing he has on his commander is knightly Val. Um, before deployment, select one enemy unit. Um, until the end of the game, this unit's melee attacks gain plus one to hit and, and roll plus two dice against that enemy. That is super good on your commander version. Like, holy crap. Um, I know that uh, Brienne, she has that. But wow, putting that like on your commander where it's like, okay, if I kill that unit, I can like keep you from getting additional victory points or anything. That's nuts. Um, so he, I mean, he can do that. The next thing he has, so for his first card is, uh, tactical regroup. So we've seen this one before. Rob has this card, yep. um, friendly combat unit activates, uh, this unit may make a free recruit action and restore up to D three wounds. Um, if this unit is within long range of Barristan and enemy, any, enemy, any enemies, sorry, any enemies that disen that disengaged from this also become weakened or vulnerable. Sorry. Um, that's a pretty solid card. Um, I think it has one of the tougher triggers when a friendly combat unit. Um, oh, well, this is just when a friendly combat unit activates, but they have to be engaged to retreat. So it's basically when a friendly engaged combat unit activates. I think that's one of the toughest triggers in the game because you don't realize how little it really happens. And how little you're interested in being engaged as a Targaryen mm -hmm. player. Yeah, you have a lot of stuff yourself just like hit and run out of there or you know, attack and retreat or doing just a whole bunch of different things. Yep. So wanting to stay engaged might be a little meh. But no, I, I think guess, it, I guess it's a really good card. Charged, you know. Right. If you get charged, then it's really good. Right. Um but you also have the um Swift Retreat. Swift Retreat. Is that a Drogo card or is that a basic deck card? I think it's basic. Yeah, so you have that one built in too, where if you're attacked, you retreat. So, I mean, you have quite a few different retreat options already built in, just kind of adding to it. But yeah, no, I like basic. it. That, that, I mean, that's a that's a heal card too, so you're getting D3 wounds, which is good. Yeah, and targets need all the help there they can get. Um, all right, so his next card now, um, Legendary Boldness. So after a friendly combat unit is attacked, if it passes its panic test, that unit makes one melee attack targeting the attacker. After this attack has been completed, if it did not destroy the enemy, it suffers two wounds. Um, so, you know, we only have the one unit right now, one infantry. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't, this doesn't say it has to be infantry, though. No, no. It, but Friendly combat unit is attacked. Yep. No. Um. So taking two wounds, this is this could be very nice with instead of playing Swift Retreat, maybe I have a hit and run in my hand. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I play Legendary Boldness, make a free attack, and then I play Hit and Run and get a free retreat. It's a nice way to get cards out of your hand. The um suffer two wounds afterwards, like I'll take a free um uh, you know, I'll take a free attack for two wounds. 
most of the time, of course. Um, yeah, I like it. It's it's one of them cards that should be pretty simple to trigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, you got to pass that panic test. But worst morale in Targaryens right now is a six. So it's very usable. Yeah, it's definitely very usable. Um, and really maybe taking two wounds ain't that big of a deal if it's like a weak attack. So. Uh, let me all right so his okay yep go ahead all right so his last card now is press the advantage when a friendly combat unit friendly combat unit attacks a vulnerable enemy that attack gains critical blow um if this targets barrison summons unit critical blows trigger on a five plus what do you think about that that one i mean this is a roderick card i think that's pretty good yeah you can chain all three of these together pretty easily Mm -hmm. Uh, if i have sell me in unsullied and you attack me I'm going to play Legendary Boldness, make a free melee attack, then I activate Tactical Regroup, and then mm-hmm. I press the advantage into, you know, I could boom, you, the, all three of these cards, boom, boom, boom. Yep. You could use them in two turns. Yep. One opponent turn, one of your turns. Yep. Yeah, no, super strong. I, I like it. Um, I think that's a great card. I mean, I know we've seen it with Roderick. Um, pretty good card. Now, Legendary Boldness does share trigger with Barristan's order indomitable just to just to note there but it's a uh, passing a panic test right yeah um so, yeah but that's so, okay that's okay yeah i don't think that's too bad that's not but if you know maybe you attack Barristan and i legendary boldness you and then i tactical regroup mm-hmm. and then i i could that retreat you know if it's if I'm running Unsullied, my retreat distance is going to be a nine. Mm-hmm. If I go sideways, like that could get me pointed towards where I want to go with my nightly vow. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe I pivot away from this fight, turn over here, and now my target for nightly vow is real close. And, you know, a lot of times when you use a retreat that way, you end up in the flank of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm 10 dice on ones, but twos. Mm-hmm. With my unsullied and or twelve dice, I should you know at full ranks and yeah, oh yeah, I I, I really like Barristan. Um, I wish he was in Tabletop Simulator right now, and I would probably use him in a campaign or at least play a couple games with him or something. I like him a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's gonna be pretty good. I think he'll be one of the best commanders for him. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so now we'll go into the last commander that we saw, and this is going to be Belwas the Strong. Um, so he'll be a commander, infantry, or not sure what type of commander, infantry, cavalry. He does have the cavalry thing. Haven't seen the other side of the card to confirm. Every, it. every we supposedly we've seen the models coming out of the hero box, and that's all infantry, right? But they so all I have. Think, the... I think anything that says cav on any of these cards, we are too. Yeah. It's yeah. wrong. If the I'm rest assuming of the card is wrong. correct, yep. assuming that's all wrong. Correct. Um, all right. So he has his attachment ability is um, dogged. Um, each time this unit would suffer wounds from an enemy ability, uh, ability, attack, or tactics card, reduce the number of wounds it suffers by one. Uh, that's pretty good. I mean, that's, that's a new thing. Uh, and, I mean, that can be pretty good. I mean, I know... Um, with 
obviously like, I'm just thinking about playing the Cinder Baratheons if you have a uh, Stannis mm-hmm. and his tactical approach instead of you know losing a token and taking three wounds, you're just taking which is better. Right. Or if you're getting like um, Cerise and Sir, uh, Selyse and Shireen, having them hit on it, well, it's a D3, so if I only do one, I'm just going to give myself a wound, and then you're not going to take any wounds. So, I, I mean, it's pretty good, I think. Now, Selyse and Shireen's after the attack, right? Yeah, it's after the attack, so I can make the so decision to do it or not do you it. You attack me, and I take one less wound from the attack, and then you Selyse and Shireen me, which is an ability, I take one less wound yeah, one less wound from that. Um, it's not well, an order, so yeah, because well, that's an ability that triggers after the attack. Right? Is it after attack or after attack dice are rolled? After attack dice are rolled. So, so it's, it's still both. part of the attack. Yeah, it's still part of the attack. So you don't you don't get to double tap it there, but no, you wouldn't get the double tap there, but there's probably definitely other double tap type of situations. There, there probably are, yeah. yeah. Even if you put like um Oh, what would be a different card? Uh, no, that one just shuts off the attachment, so that wouldn't work. I'm sure there's some out there. Yeah, definitely some, but not uh, not, not too sure. Okay, and then next we have Pathetic Attempt, which this is an Alistair mm-hmm. card. Um, after a friendly combat unit attack, did not lose a rank. The attacker suffers D3 wounds, plus one additional wounds for each remaining in this beyond the first. If the mm-hmm. defendant union unit contains Bellwas, you automatically cause roll on a three. It's useful because you're going to try to weaken whoever's about to charge your Unsullied anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you can get out of that attack with only having taken three wounds, now the defender takes uh, six back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you do lose rank, defender takes five back. Yeah, it can. And, it can yeah, be pretty strong. Triggers some other stuff, and I'm all for it. I like it. I like it. Yep. Absolutely. Um. So his next card then is Deadly Repose. When an enemy combat unit makes a melee attack before attack dice are rolled, for each miss that enemy suffers one automatic hit. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are attacking Belwas's unit, they suffered plus two additional automatic hits. Yep, it's a Jamie yep. card. Yep, Jamie card. Um, probably one that you've maybe never ever seen someone play. Right. This this um, might be the first time that someone plays Deadly Repost against you. Right. Yeah, I mean this this card is best like obviously when you're engaged and your opponent isn't doesn't have like reroll potential. Mm-hmm. That that's when it's gonna be the most effective but then it's also hits so it's like eh, it's it's an okay card i mean you're basically um wanting to not get trucked right yep. I mean. and then finally we have reckless vengeance after a friendly can be attacked with melee one enemy engaged with this unit becomes panicked and vulnerable yeah nope that one's pretty good it's just a couple more tokens out there yep simple to trigger it's there's not a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like it. I, yep. I like his stuff. Yeah, I like what he's got going on. He, um, it's pretty good. I wouldn't. I don't. I think Barristan's probably like the better of him. Just like if you want to be like, what are the best commanders? I like Barristan a lot better than him, but he's a pretty solid commander also. Mm-hmm. He brings uh, an aspect of defense to Targaryens, mm-hmm. and 
hope, hopefully we can get a unit that kind of, you know, who knows? Maybe the pikemen, maybe that's their thing is to get in that, you know, that 300 formation, mm-hmm. you know, yep. co- cover the guy to your left kind of thing and yeah, maybe absolutely. bring a good defensive save and then, you know, something. Yeah. But um, if this is real, if all of what we're seeing here is real, what do you like the most and the least out of what we have here? Um, the, okay, so I'll do least first. Uh, the Mormont attachments, uh, they're, while they're cheap and can be pretty good, uh, not sure how much they'll get thrown in. Because um, I'm not sure how many infantry units you'll be bringing. So even if you're just putting a one-point infantry attachment in, you got to have a unit for them. Uh, okay, I, I would definitely agree that the Mormon attachments, hey, they're, they're one-point attachments. Yeah, they're they, budget. Like, they're budget. Like they are they're, a bit lackluster. I think they're just trying to give Targaryen some options because mm-hmm. so far the units are pretty pricey. Yeah. Um, six, six, ten, nine for unit cost. And, you know, as we have a campaign, we played the first game earlier today with Targaryens. And list building with them, I'm like, man, I like, I don't know what I want to do with one point. Like, right. I don't want mm-hmm. to just throw a screamer co in here, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd like it at one, but I would agree that those two are kind of the least, yeah, shiny. Like, like the the one obviously where you can move an attachment that'll be pretty good, especially if you're only bringing like one infantry unit. Just because I've seen some lists where it's like, oh, you're bringing one unit unsullied and then a bunch of screamers to like fight. Um, if you threw him in there and you had a foot commander, you well, shit, you can't even well, you can't even move that attachment at that point. So right, that you don't have anywhere to yeah. put him. Um, yeah. yeah, you just you don't have anything to do with him. So I mean, like he can be good. I'm not saying he can't be good, but we got to just seek some more, I guess, options for him. And I think maybe that's one other thing to figure in. Since the Targaryen starter box is it is very strong. I think the hero box one that we're getting is going to be a lot of down the line stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that too, and even just how the the starter box is all cav, and then all of a sudden it's like here's a bunch of infantry things, and you're like, we have one unit of of infantry. Like, how the heck am I supposed to use this? Right. Um, But yeah, they'll definitely get better as we move. I keep moving through. Um, The strongest thing that I like the most. Um, I would say I think the Barristan Commander is what I I like the most right now. Um, just having Knightly Vow on a Commander unit is pretty good because then on those like Commander specific ones where you like gain more victory points, you know, before the deployment you can say that strong unit that can wreck my Commander, like doesn't want to come near me or all of a sudden they're taking, you know, plus one to hit plus two dice attacking them coming back so almost can like control the battlefield a little bit and i like his cards his cards are pretty good i like his cards you know one thing i just thought about that i forgot is that targaryen unit that has the tigers Mm -hmm. do you remember what that was called by chance i do not trying to find it real quick see if there's anything in there that you know, uh, talking about the down the line kind of stuff. See if there's anything that jumps out there. It is a Dothraki unit, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not sure. I can't. I can't say that it is or isn't. I'm 
pretty sure it was a Dothraki unit. I almost wonder if it's going to be something along the lines of like skin changers. How it might be like a couple of solo dudes running around with some tigers. Mm-hmm. I can't find it right now. But so, yeah, if, if anyone out there has that reference, I, I don't even remember how long ago it's been since I've seen it. Feel free to like drop that on the Facebook page because I've scrolled like way back and I'm not seeing it. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing it a while back. Um, and maybe we can kind of dig into that quick the next time this topic comes up. But to go back to your uh, previous point, yes, I, I like I like Barrison Salmi a lot. I think he mm-hmm. brings some he he brings something to them that they need. Just. He has a little bit of heal. He's got kind of a free attack, which is nice because you're usually out activated with Targaryens. Mm-hmm. Obviously, graining crit blow is great, especially if you're doing it with the Unsullied because it's another crit blow uh, precision mm-hmm. combo here. Yep. Yep. I'm a big fan. Yeah, big, big fan of him. Big fan. Yeah, I, think I definitely want to get some of these guys tried out. Yep. All right. Anything else before we wrap this up? Nope. That's all I got. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for hanging out. Hopefully, we have. Hopefully, we have more on this later. As far as that, these things are realistic and not just very, very well. Uh, what do you want to call them? Counterfeited objects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully we get some info on that soon. We'll try to keep everyone posted there. And uh, once again, we have hopefully a D and D campaign coming up that we're playing in along with a couple other friends and have some content on that. Uh, Feel free to drop by the Facebook page or YouTube or whatever, and let us know what you think about that. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye.